Welcome back to what has turned into a mini series on what you would do if you had X amount of dollars for a mini room makeover, not even a makeover, a refresh. We've been concentrating on the living room for the last three weeks because Sarah, a listener, asked this question. She said, and I'm paraphrasing, I have a very limited budget. What can I do to refresh my living room for $100? I answered that question and then I took it a step further and last week said, what would happen if you had $200? How could we stretch that to make some changes? And this week we are tackling what you could do with $300 and we're going to cap off that what turned into be a mini series. We're going to cap that off with this question. What would I do if I only had $300 to do a mini refresh in our living room. All right, I hope you enjoy today's answer because this is the finishing touches. These are the nuances. These are the game changers. And you don't actually really need to buy a whole lot. You just need to learn a little bit. But before I answer that question, what we would do with $300, I want to encourage you to pause the episode and leave a review. If you have been hanging out with me three or more times, guess what? You are my girl, and I am so happy that you're here learning from me and listening weekly, listening to my little giggles as I giggle away (laughs) at whatever and whenever. But would you do me a favor? I don't know who is listening if I don't see who is listening. So if you have gotten any value from the show, if you have used any tips, if you have shared the show with a friend, would you do me the honor of writing a review so that more moms just like you can find the show. More moms just like you can get unstuck. They can start living in a home that they are creating with intention and making it a home that they can't wait to come home to. I would be so honored. All right, back to today's show. It's Quick Tip Tuesday. You have questions, I have answers, and I am so glad to be answering them for you today. If you have a question that you want answered on the show, pop into my DMs on Instagram at Fig and Farm. Send me an email at figandfarmathome at gmail.com or join the Facebook group and ask there. bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. Let's hop to it. Let's answer your question. And if you find value in this, I'm sure someone else will too. So make sure you share with a friend. As I was getting ready for this show, I realized there are many different ways that we can get to 300. (laughs) There are so many ways we can get to 300. So let's start with way number one. If I only had $300 to spend to refresh my living room, what would I do? Of course, this goes without seeing any pictures. This goes without knowing what's happening on your walls, the foundation of your walls and the wall color. This goes without knowing how many wood tones you have hanging out in your living room, competing against each other, how many metals you have, what kind of window treatments you might have, what is your art situation like. This goes without knowing any of that. So the answer could be way more nuanced for you. And if you are very curious what you could do with $300 in your home, book a call. Book a call because we can make sure that dramatic change happens. Absolutely. Okay, but before we do that, let's go back to option one. Option one, if you remember way back when, when we had the $100 to spend, we spent it on ditching the couch pillows. This is one of my five tips I always say to any home staging or home decorating clients. Let's just update 
your couch, the couch that came with the couch pillows, let's update that by getting rid of the pillows that came with it. Let's just do that straight away. And we did. We did it for about 70 bucks and we had a little bit of money left over in order to buy some plants. There goes the 100. Then we add the, the extra 100 from last week and we added a couple curtains. Now here's where it got a little tricky because we shopped at Ikea. Some of you, of course, are, oh, Ikea. But honestly, whether we have 100 or 500 to spend, sister, I am going to be spending sending you to Ikea to get your curtains. Why? Because these are generally long enough in length. They are really durable. They are pretty great quality and they are affordable. You can spend upwards of $200 a panel, a panel, (laughs) one, and that just feels too much. To me, it feels too much knowing that you're going to have to take your curtains down every once in a while and put them in the washing machine. They might shrink knowing that kitties might scratch them, knowing that you might They just might get dingy. You might have to replace them within a few years. So to me, this very much lands on my list of peripherals. This is not an anchor piece in my home. If I were spending more than, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars a pair, actually a hundred dollars a pair, (laughs) let's just just say what it is. I would not spend more than a hundred dollars a pair on curtains. Okay, that's just me. I don't think you need to spend your money there. I think that there are other ways you can spend your money. So we can do it. We can absolutely do it if we go to Ikea and shop the curtains there. Now, this was also assuming that you had two windows and not more than two. Because yes, you can get a pair of curtains. You can get a rod. You can get the finials. You can get the anchors. You can get all of those for about $50 a pair. Now, as money as money comes in and as you're able to make updated changes here and there, I do suggest that you change out the rods. The rods are something that can you can invest a little bit more in because those are a little bit more permanent. Those you don't necessarily need to change because kitties are going to get them and scratch them. You don't need to change them because they shrink in the wash. So yeah, go ahead. Now might be a time to upgrade those curtain rods or not. Here's how you can spend your other hundred. What is the art situation you have on your wall? Do you have artwork that you are happy with? Do you have artwork that might need to be reframed or rematted? Do you have artwork at all? I want you to think about that and I want you to think about how that artwork is playing nicely with the color formula that you have already envisioned for your space. And if you don't have anything at all, now is a good chance to bring it in. Okay, so where do we bring some art that costs only $100? Because if we're going back to option one, we're spending um, what we have left over from week one, week two, and week three. Here's what I would do. I would go to Etsy. Do you know Etsy? Long time ago when Etsy was brand new, that's where I got my start. If you know part of my story, you know that I actually started my business as a baby boutique. And I sold in local markets. I sold in local farmer's market and I sold on Etsy and that was when Etsy was a brand new baby and it had all kinds of wonderful artisans from around the world and it still does. Gosh, there's so many cool things. If you're wanting something that looks a little bit more unique, a little bit more that you can't find at a big box store for a price that is reasonable, go to Etsy do that or the thrift store, either one of those, (laughs) go there and you're going to find some really amazing treasures. 
but I would start at Etsy and I would try to find a print that you might enjoy. A lot of them are digital files, so you can download it and then you can take it to your local printer, have them print it up, get it matted, get it framed, and you can do this with inexpensive frames. Again, Ikea, you can get an Ikea frame and just buy the mat at the store and that's going to keep your cost down with an inexpensive frame. That could be a really fun way to upgrade the art that's happening on your walls and it's a way that we can layer our room so if you if we go this route we have added more textiles we've added a couple plants we've added curtains and now we're adding art that is a lot of depth and texture hanging out in our space in our living room space that is a wonderful place to start okay what happens if we just have $300 to spend and the 300 is one lump sum and not a continuation of what we did in weeks one and week two. Okay, here are lots and lots of options. The first thing that will make the biggest and most dramatic impact change, you've heard me say it last week, I'm going to say it again, is paint. When you think about how you can make your home feel and look cohesive, the first thing that I would always recommend is checking out what's happening on the walls. What kind of paint do you have? Do you have room by room by room, different colors? Do you have hallways, different colors than rooms? Do you have one color that is flowing seamlessly throughout an open concept area? Where does your living room touch? What walls does your living room touch? Does it touch the hallway? Does it touch the kitchen? Does it touch whatever it touches? And what is the situation hanging out on the walls? And does it need to be painted in? If it does, and if you have $300, I would say go for it. Choosing a color that is a neutral color that can flow seamlessly from the living room throughout any open concept spaces that just flow naturally into each other without closing a door is going to make your room, uh, your space feel cohesive. Option two, what about an area rug? Now, area rugs for big enough for a living room that fit within the $300 budget, they can be found. The, they can also be something that you might need to wait until you have another $100 or so, but they can be found. And oftentimes, area rugs for me are a peripheral item because I know the likelihood of this getting ruined is a little bit higher than something else. I know that kids might come in with muddy feet. I know that kiddos might have potty accidents or guests or, or me might spill wine or the dog might have an accident or whatever. The, the, the amount of what ifs is pretty high with the area rug. So I, this is another one of those things I am not going to invest a whole lot of money in. In fact, I would deliberately search when I'm searching for an area rug for under $400 or less. And in this case, why not? Let's just see. Do you have options for a $300 rug that would fit your space? Now, if you have furniture in your living room that is sitting on a carpet, great. You probably don't need an area rug. If you have furniture in your living room that is sitting atop a wood floor or a tile floor or a laminate floor or something that is not carpeted and it is just sitting atop these hard surfaces, what you have going on here is that your furniture can look a little bit like it's floating and we want to anchor that furniture down to the ground and we do that using an area rug. 
Now, getting an area rug that is appropriately sized is the other thing. If you are to choose one going too big or too small, go big rather than small. But the rule of thumb here is to have an area rug that is big enough that at least the front legs of all of the pieces of furniture can fit onto the area rug. So think about your layout right now. If you're wondering how to make the size fit for you, think about where your furniture is placed right now and just get a tape measure out and see if I were to measure from just, just beyond the front legs of that, of um, each side of the room, the furniture on each side of the room, if I were to measure that area from just beyond it to the other side, just beyond the front legs, how long is it? And then how wide is it? That is your general idea. Can you tuck it in two inches? Can you bring it out two inches? That just gives you the general idea for how big of an area rug you should get. And yes, you can find some for under 300, maybe 300 plus tax. Another option, if you have $300, is to think about your list of needs versus wants, your list that you made all those months ago when you thought about what the purpose of the room is that you're wanting to create. And you know that this is something that you might need in order to make the room function the way that you want it to function like maybe a couple more armchairs. Maybe you need some side tables. Maybe you need a coffee table. Those are your small anchor pieces, and those can range around $300, some of them, depending on what it is that you need. Now might be a time to purchase a small anchor piece. Another option, heading back to your windows. If you already have the curtains up, you're happy with those. Can we add an extra layer? an extra layer of depth and texture by adding bamboo shades to your windows. Yep, that would be lovely and is such a pretty look. It really tells the story of completion. It really makes your window feel dressed. It can make it feel like the finishing touch. And a lot of times we miss this piece altogether because we don't focus on what the windows, the function of the windows in our room, what the function is in terms of aesthetics, we think, oh, we're just going to open the window and make it the air come in, or, oh, we don't want to uh, block the view, or, oh, we only need the functionality of closing the curtains at night so people can't see in to keep it private. Any of those are all wonderful ways to start thinking about your window, but this is also an opportunity for creating layers and depth and texture and really the nuance behind your design. Really the, it's like I mentioned last week, it is like the makeup to your date night. It is the the finishing touch. Oftentimes just the thing needed to make your room feel complete. Another option, if you have $300, think about how many wood tones you have represented within your room. Do you have a lot of different wood finishes? different wood finishes in in the legs of your furniture, maybe in a sideboard, maybe in the coffee table, in a side table, in your mantle, the wood floor. How many wood finishes do you have within one space? Using your $300 to remediate that could be really helpful. What I would suggest is choosing the wood tone that you like the most and not necessarily the one that is in that is making up the wood floor. We know that that is something that is going to maybe take years to save up for, maybe a home improvement loan to, to, in order to remediate, but that's not what we're talking about now. We're talking about the things that are 
maybe competing against it, however. So what wood tones do you have? How many do you have? And start with the one that you like the best. Choose that piece. For me, in my living room, it is my coffee table. It's a little bit darker and it contrasts nicely with the floor. But then I have some kind of ready wood tones in the mantle. That one is one that needs to be remediated. So how do you remediate that? Well, if it's in your space and you can't necessarily remove it and replace it within that $300 budget, can you paint it? And I know a lot of people fall into that camp of you don't paint real wood, but I want you to remember this question. And I want you to ask yourself this honestly. Do you love it in its current state? And if the answer is no, but you can't change it because it is too valuable, you will diminish the value. I want you to then think about what value you're talking about. Are you talking about the monetary value or are you talking about the value that it provides to you and your home and your family? And if it is the monetary value, then I want you to sell the piece. Sell it. Because if, you're, if you are more interested in um, keeping it around because it's worth something, but you hate it, it would be better off to really just recoup the cost now and buy something that you love. But if it's something that you don't love and it doesn't necessarily, you don't know about the value, it you, you just have no idea, but it's wood and you just, you don't paint wood, why not? What is it doing for you right now in its current state in the state that you hate? If you don't like it, it's going to add more value to you with a new face on it than it would sitting there with you walking by and hating it every time you walk by. So what can you buy for $300? You can buy the paint in order to remediate the piece of furniture, and you can buy the paint course that teaches you how to paint furniture just like a pro, walking you step-by-step through all the processes from beginning to end so that it looks like you didn't just take it outside and spray paint it. Don't do that. Don't do that. And you will have money left over in that case. But if you're fighting with a lot of wood tones, sometimes it's nice to break up the different wood tones by having some contrast. If you have several different kinds, maybe you take out the small ones and replace those and then paint the ones that you like the the structure to, but just give it a new facelift. And with the leftover money you have within that $300 budget, purchasing the bookshelf styling guide will help you tie your room all together. The style guide teaches you how to style flat surfaces the way that you see in pictures on Pinterest and on Instagram. I teach you the formula that I use in order to create the height and the texture and the depth in order to make it feel like the things that you're placing on a shelf don't look so wonky. It looks like it's intentionally placed. It looks like it is intentionally styled, and that's because it is. But this is a process, a formula that I use that is easy to pick up on. It's easy to duplicate, and I've seen it time and time again. So if you've ever wondered why all of your pictures or all of your books look just like pictures and books on a shelf without any little bit of style, you're going to want to come and grab this guide. There is a bundle for grabbing both the guide as well as the paint class, and you'll find that at the link in my show notes. And one other idea if you have $300 to spare when you're refreshing your living room. Do you have a niche, a cutout, a sidewall, something where you could put wallpaper? Wallpaper can be a fun addition to your living room, especially if you have a desk area. If you have a little bookshelf, you can put it in the back of the bookshelf to make it 
a little bit more visually interesting, a little bit more of a talking point, a little bit more of a stylized area. Have fun with it and play just a little bit. And don't be afraid to use the traditional wallpaper, especially if you're not putting it behind the bookshelf. If you are putting it on a solid wall, don't be afraid. It won't bite and it is way easier than you might think. The peel and stick is just like a sticker and that can be super fun and easy for behind the bookshelf to give it just an extra layer of wow. I hope that this question from Sarah turned miniseries <laughs> is really inspiring for you as you think about refreshing your living room or maybe even another room in your home. I hope that you're able to use a few of these ideas as you really dive into creating a home that serves you, becomes a place that you love coming home to, and is just a space that just feels like a warm hug at the end of a very long day. And if you use any of these ideas, would you come into the Facebook group and share your picture or tell me about it? Pop into my DMs and let me know. I want to know how these shows are impacting you and how you're using the ideas to move your design needle forward. And if you have a question that you want to be turned into a mini series, <laughs> make sure you ask. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, I'll see you soon.